the Navy is testing a pay-for-performance plan officials hope will keep some of its talented surface warfare officers in the service. If the pilot goes well, the Navy plans to expand it into a program. Federal News Network's Scott Mossioni spoke with Naval Director of Military Personnel Plans and Policy, Rear Admiral John Knoll, about the plan and how it will work. Pay for performance uh, is one of what we call our Sailor 2025 initiatives. And to kind of frame that and put it in reference for you, um, the National Defense Strategy has told us that we need to build a more lethal uh, and ready uh, military. Uh, as the Navy is looking at that, as we're looking at entering an era uh, of great power competition again, um, as we're looking at uh, how do we increase uh, that lethality and how do we attract, retain, train the talent that's required, uh, it's a pretty challenging environment. So uh, around 2015, uh, then uh, CNP Moran, who's now our Vice Chief of Naval Operations, uh, got us started down the path of Sailor 2025. It, and it is about uh, modernizing um, our personnel systems. It's on three pillars. That's the first. That's both processes. How do we do things? Pay for performance is a great example of that. We're doing it using all of the existing you know, IT that we have now but we've tweaked the process. The second pillar is what we call ready, relevant learning. It's about a continuum of training and learning across a sailor's career. When you look at how fast technology is evolving now, it's very hard uh, for people to keep up with that. Therefore, uh, the training that we give somebody uh, at the beginning of their career um, gets outdated pretty quickly. Um, so ready, relevant learning is how do we build in uh, an organization that can deliver the right training at the right time and then and then revisit that very quickly. And then the last pillar under Sailor 2025 is career readiness. That's all about how do we build tough, resilient sailors who are able to take a punch and keep on fighting uh, and the family support network uh, for the folks that are enabling them uh, to serve, how do we take care of them? So, so it's really those three pillars uh, that comprise Sailor 2025, which is how we are approaching taking care of the talent that we need uh, today to win the fight today and in the future. Can you tell us how this pilot program might work? What are sailors going to see in order to get this pay for, for good performance? Sure. So, so first of all, uh, as you're probably aware, um, when, we do, uh, when we do selective uh, reenlistment bonuses, uh, we're using a skill set uh, to do that. But there's not been a differentiation within that skill set to say, you know, Scott has worked harder than John so if we want Scott to stick around, maybe we should give him just a little bit more than what we're giving John. We, we, still, we still want uh, to retain um, as many folks in those skill sets as possible, but we think that we'll get the true talent um, and keep the talent uh, if, if we're able to incentivize them a little bit more. We're going to start with a pilot um, to learn uh, to learn how it might work, and in advance of some of the IT changes, it will allow us to do it at greater scale. So specifically, we've targeted seven uh, of our surface warfare engineering ratings, things like machinist mates, damage controlmen, 
uh, enginemen, uh, etc. And if if they have gotten um, an EP, an early promote, on two out of their last three uh, fitness reports, their evaluations, and if they have uh, had no record of uh, what we call non-judicial punishment, so if they've kept their nose clean and if they've stayed in shape and kept themselves well as evidenced by their physical fitness test, uh, again, both for the last three years, then they're eligible uh, to go ahead and get uh, what we would call a kicker uh, to that SRB multiple. And I can certainly talk to you about what what those kinds of amount. Yeah, yeah. Just just kind of curious in, in the, the the general sense, you know, does that just kind of go up to a higher range of their pay grade, or you know, what? How does that work? That that's a that's a great um, that's a great question. So, um, for most folks, they're not uh, even in the Navy. Uh, the multiples, which is how we figure out how to do SRBs, um, tend to be. Uh, a little opaque. So um, if you if you just look at it simply, a 1.0 multiple uh, is one month's pay uh, per year, uh, and we do that for years of obligated service. So what that means is that if a person says, "Hey, uh, let's take a let's take an E5, so a second class petty officer," um, if they reenlist uh, for four years, so 48 months. Um, based upon what their base pay is with four years of service, which is about $2,800, uh, then we're going to go ahead and take the multiple uh, for that SRB, and we're going to bump it up. So if their multiple was a 1.0, we'll make it a 1.5. If it was a 2.0, we'll make it a 2.5. So if we – I mentioned earlier a damage controlman. So for a damage controlman under the current system – uh, or what had been the current system, uh, he would have gotten, or she, uh, about $11,000 uh, for reenlisting for four years. Uh, with this pay-for-performance initiative, they're going to get about $16,800. So, you know, that's a pretty sizable bump up uh, for most of us. And does this only apply when they do the reenlistment, that they, they kind of get this extra pay? Or? So the, the way that it works is that while they'll get the initial payment um, at first, then, then the rest of it is spread over the course of, uh, of their enlistment period. When it comes to figuring out on this pay for performance, the metrics, how are you going to figure out if this actually works uh, a couple of years down the road um, what are you going to be looking at to find that out so so Scott we'll look at the we'll look at the take rates for those sailors we'll compare that to what we saw previously um, that that is a little bit looking in the in the rearview mirror right as you then look at what you've got um, I'll just mention that that one of the things that we're really pushing as part of our transformation is we have 55 different IT systems right now with about 250-plus programs that run on that, most of which don't talk to each other. So when we try and put together the kind of metrics to do what you've just mentioned, to, to truly analyze, assess, uh, and drill in, it's very hard. It's very time-consuming. It eats up a lot of, uh, you know, bandwidth that we really don't have. What we're moving to is a single authoritative data environment where it's a big data lake and we can do all kinds of predictive analysis 
based on that, as well as looking historically. So as you see that coming online, that will also help us use pilots like this uh, or the environment to then forecast what we need. Navy Rear Admiral John Knoll, Director of Military Personnel Plans and Policy, talking with Federal News Radio Scott Mossione. Tomorrow, in part two of the interview, Noel discusses how the Navy's changing its support systems to support the new personnel policy. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.